Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Jimmy's hair, by the way, looks great. Usually for the early morning records, he's wearing a toque or something. Looks good. Did he get a haircut? No. And get a real job? No. <laughs> Slept on my forehead. <laughs> Passed out. Yeah. On the rug. <laughs> Jobs are falling fast. Hmm. Charms, you're wearing your Fidel Castro casual today. Love it. I love this thing. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. That was your uh that was your blood donation sweater, right? Uh it was I, the first one I did, I wore this. That's holy crap, dubs. Huh? Right? Observant. <laughs> I know. Observant. Very. It's like creepy observant. <laughs> I've done a few since then. Um, but this was the initial this was the initial uh hmm. I broke my 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 blood donation virginity was taken mm. wearing this. Did your mum knit it? <laughs> I was going to say, is the communist donation? It's <laughs> <laughs> because of the color, right? That's the only reason you're saying that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy's back. Hey, Jimmy, uh, can you talk into your microphone? Yes, I can. Can you hear me now? Can you scratch your microphone? Oh, yeah, my favorite. No, oh, it's, not, it's not working. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> This is uh, so for the listeners. We've started Footy Prime the podcast. We're all here. JC isn't quite here just yet. He's going to be editing. But the most important part, and we've been talking about this for months and months, maybe dare I say a year. Craig, he's got a new computer, and and first of all, he looks freaking amazing. The camera is like he's got that new camera feel to it. But more importantly, let's do a little count, shall we? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Get in. Wow. Oh, my God. It was the downhill computer from this here. time. <laughs> it was the computer the whole time. And I, I, I'm going to track down the email from the uh, Footy Prime listener who said, 
hey, you might want to check that it could be the CPU. You might want to check on that. And uh, he was right. And that the older computer just didn't have the bandwidth to make sure that Craig came in loud and clear. So now we're going to hear more and more because people have realized that Craig wasn't talking as much off his phone. Mm. So, mm-hmm. No, they were actually getting quite agitated about it. Yeah. They want to hear more from Craig. And understand so Craig, this is your show. I feel I feel happier than Maidston United or whatever. You guys should have listened to me. I don't, okay, I wait don't a second. For once about betting. So close to his camera, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely spotting train spotting right now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> or I said the, the reverse people from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Who's the uh, who chose who chose uh, Mainstone or didn't choose Mainstone? Did we? You chose them. Mm-hmm. She she lifts her hand on a podcast. <laughs> so stupid. So you chose them. Did we? Is our is our parlay done? No, our parlay was fucked regardless. But uh, oh. Forrest used to play for Ipswich. I wasn't going to say Forrest. We need to pick Maidstone. Like I just said, you guys, based on how it's gone, I think we should go all in on Maidstone. But you didn't pick them for your pick. No. Oh. My pick well, was, my, ca- my pick came through. I picked Roma in Syria women. Had had dubs have picked Maystone, right? And Craig picked Ipswich, that would have screwed the parlay regardless. <laughs> right? You yeah. can't pick from the same game on a parlay. Yeah. That would be pretty stupid. They got outshot thirty eight to two and won the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was some game. Oh. And I mean I had a bit of money on Maystone, I must admit. I did sprinkle a little bit on there at halftime. And uh, so I, I was nervous, but what a performance by Maidstone, six divisions below, isn't it? Or, or thereabouts, sixth tier sixth of English football. Tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things. It's the lowest ranked team uh, to make the round, the fifth round since 1978 or something. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You know, the, the FA Cup, that's what it is. It's a, And this is what we talked about with the U.S. Open down in the States. And now MLS is talking about pulling out of, you know, or putting a, what was it, U21s into it or some development teams into the competition? Putting their MLS Next Pro teams in, yeah. Yeah, like you're, you're missing out on opportunities like that, moments like that that come around once every once in a while that are just super, super special, really. So I feel bad for Ipswich, but although at the same time, I think they've got more important things to deal with with their championship uh, or their promotion bid to get back into the Premier League, which is obviously where their priorities lie. But it's still disappointing for them. And then a little bit disappointing for Mason as well, because I think they get Coventry. Who is it? Who actually they got Coventry or somebody or Wednesday or Coventry. That's right. That's kind of a shit draw. I mean, it wasn't a good draw for them either. I don't think they they wanted Man City away or. When you say that, Craig, it's shit, but they've shown they can beat a championship team now. True. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they get past one of those two teams and they play a city or someone in the next round. Then it's even more amazing. Yeah. Well, they'll get outshot forty to two again, and hopefully they yeah. finish off their two opportunities. The yeah. But let's be honest. They had had no business winning that game, really, did they? I mean, <laughs> switch were all over them continuously, but great goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so rare. Yeah. And yeah. Lamar Reynolds, his first goal, and he looked was like that a that chip. Yeah. That was a glorious goal. And his celebration was like of, of someone that's done it a thousand times. Yeah. The guy that scored his first goal, that was like a vintage veteran's knee slide celebration. 
Yeah, it was like Ian Wright. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely. I loved it. And, and those scenes in the locker room afterwards, and their manager George Alakobi. Yeah. Who you know? Listen, he seemed so calm and collected. He said he was home by six thirty. Back home, wasn't making too much of it, but he's so softly spoken. And I just for him alone, I hope they do you know even better. But you know, just what a great story. Mm-hmm. And he said something that like binds us together for the rest of our lives. It's true. It really is true. That group of players will never forget that. And it does bind them. What's the biggest surprise, shocker, Jimmy, that you've ever been involved in? Would it be Canada, Columbia? Or was it club? <laughs> oh, not that shocker, Wonger. Ouch. <laughs> not that shocker. The other kind of shocker. God. Wonger, as everyone who would guess, is showing his deformed finger right now. Yeah. The shocker. Perfectly angled. No, I think one, I think it would probably be uh, maybe the Gold Cup. That would be something that I think brought us all together even closer. It's something that you still mm. talk about today. Mm. You know, 20 odd years later, we're, we, you know, that people, you like, guys still talk about today. Yeah. No, but it's true. <laughs> like the players, we, we do, you know, me and Forrest will talk about yeah. Do you remember that game after Mexico and we beat them? We're back in LA in the hot tub, all having a beer, laughing our asses off for it. I can't believe we're going to the next round. Yeah, you know it's these, those moments that you you play for and you cherish, and and those are the moments that those those are the moments that live with you forever. Yeah. That's why the sport is so special, right? There's certain moments in your career that mm-hmm. stay with you. Mm-hmm. Was that a disbelief then? I mean, it was Go just up. it was hilarious. Like we were just laughing because we <laughs> we had no business winning that tournament. Nobody nobody thought we were going to Canada's going to win the Gold Cup. We were ranked twelve out of twelve teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been 14th out of 12. What were the odds pre-tournament, I wonder, for oh, that man. Canada win it? I remember seeing it actually because I was looking for it somewhere. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like Leicester City at 5,001, but right. I think it was Just around 45 and, you know, to 1 or something. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Dubs? What was your biggest shocker you've been involved in? <laughs> <laughs> Probably an experience in college. <laughs> With the mascot. That's right, little red. Mascot Mike. Yep. Herbie Husker. <laughs> Those big mascot hands That's wouldn't right. have worked at all, would it? It's foam. Even worse that you called him Little Red. You could, you did know him intimately, didn't you? <laughs> Religiously. <laughs> and the mascot's uh, mascot is uh, Little Red. Yep. Oh, that's really? a horrible there's name. Two, there's a little, no, it's like a Little Red, like a rapper. L-A-L apostrophe. Oh, it's even worse. Little Red and Herbie oh. Husker. There's two Herbie of them. Husker's We've got two mascots. Bit, yeah, Herbie Why? Husker's a bit creepy. You can't have two mascots. <laughs> well, they do. That's bullshit. Did, yeah. it, red did all the pedophiles in Nebraska University get together and name these two? <laughs> Right. Did you see the individuals that were inside those costumes? <laughs> I knew I knew a guy named Ryan who was little red. He was really? a big guy, yeah. Was he was he little guy? I yeah, yeah, he was. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know him intimately. He was just a good guy. We hung yeah, out. How little was he? Like we're talking like uh He was like, like five, six. Okay, so pretty small. But not yeah. not midgety. Interesting. <laughs> just little. Midgety. It wasn't midget red. It was little red. Little red. There's a difference. There's a line, right? Yeah. There's a line before you can cross that line. 
Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what's the biggest upset, Dubs? <laughs> yeah. Upset, was, not shocker, okay? Because obviously there's yeah. so much here we can't, yeah. It was probably when we beat the U.S. in November 2000. We beat them three to one in Columbus. And that was huge. And we had a huge party at the hotel after mm-hmm. bathtub filled with beers and got hammered. And it was ridiculous. It was so fun. But like going back to the FA Cup, like the David versus Goliath storylines, the narrative, that's what the fans get a glimpse into. That's what makes it exciting. Like these these little teams, these little clubs going to these big grounds or the the Premier League teams coming to these little hole-in-the-wall grounds and then the upsets. But it's the fans getting a glimpse into the locker room, into the feelings, into the emotions that accompany those types of victories. And I think like going back to what Jimmy was saying about the Gold Cup and having the memories of that, like I remember games in college or that time that we upset the U.S., like those feelings and those relationships um, and memories created um, by those games and everything that surrounds it, it's it's those that stay with you. Sure, the victory is meaningful, but it's all the the little moments that that make it special. And I think what's special about the FA Cup and these types of tournaments is that the fans understand it a little bit because they can sort of get the glimpse because of social media and they they get to see what it's really like. But that's what stays with you as a player, and that's what you miss when you're when you're removed from the game. It's the camaraderie. It's the relationships with people that you can't really replicate in other areas of your life. You can't recreate that at your job in an office cubicle or at home on a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. office cubicles have you worked in, Dub? <laughs> None. <laughs> no, right. So how the you fuck do you know this? You have no well, idea. Movies and TV Imagining shows. And guess is what she's talking about. She's yeah. surmising once again. Yeah. Surmising. There's office workers like this and say, you <laughs> fucking bitch. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? That's not fair. I've had some incredible moments with my co-workers. Larry Where down the hallway listeners? there. Me and Larry down the hallway. Yeah. yeah. We had a moment when we uh we at the water cooler. crushed that budget yeah. that year. Yeah, we replaced the staplers. Have you seen my stapler? <laughs> when we met in the underground parking lot, shagged for three hours and oh. went back to work without getting caught. The office mascot. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the real life, real, real life sucks. <laughs> yeah. There he is. It's our Craig Morris. I think Craig's back, everyone. Yes, who's I think back. Craig's back. Yep, yep. Positive Craig has lasted five minutes. Wow. Nice you, bit of Craig. Just, just get right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, the thing about the FA Cup, which is different to any other tournament, I think, in sports, is you don't need to win it, right, to have that moment, that, mm-hmm. that defining career moment. Like these guys will probably lose next round, yeah, probably, but it doesn't matter. They, they've had that moment that they'll never ever forget, and they even haven't even reached the quarterfinals of a tournament yet. You know, and how amazing is that? I think it's it's uh, something that you don't see anywhere else in sports. Maybe you see it, okay? Maybe in NCAA in the tournament, some of these sometimes mm-hmm. you get these lower ranked teams beating like a number one Cinderella seed. stories, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's college sports. Doesn't really count, does it? Hey, of course I don't it understand does. college sports, so I just don't get it. So. We still have to have that beer. Yeah, we do. Actually, you can explain yes, it all to me. Break it down. <laughs> I have no idea how it I'll works. I'll bring a bracket. Can you? My yeah. racket, maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, United. They beat Newport four two, down two nothing at Rodney Parade. I just want to say Rodney Parade is my favorite. I think the favorite stadium name, Rodney Parade. Is that a person's name or is it? I don't know. Like, 
Okay, I'm gonna have to. I think a parade in England is like a like a stretch of like a pedestrian walk, isn't it? Right, right. It could be too. Yeah. Hmm. Who Rodney is? That is the question. We should look it up. He's one of the guys who named the Nebraska Cornhuskers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Newport's the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. look at Rodney Parade. Okay, so mm-hmm. how about you guys talk about this game? I would love to know who Rodney is. Yeah, I'm going to present it right now. It's not very far from uh, Manchester. Is it not? Okay, no. so uh, yeah, it's in Western North Wales, right? North Wales. I think I played there in, in a cup one time. Okay, let's find out here. Um, yeah. 1877. Okay, so let's read here. Why is it called Rodney Parade? I don't know. Keep talking, guys, about the game. I'm going to keep looking here. I'm really interested. Now. Yeah, but yeah, so, we were looking looking for the answer too. So, so talk about this game. Down two nothing. Came back to win four two, but still question marks about Eric Ten Hogs and, and the project at Man United. Go talk. I didn't see the Go. game. I would rather talk about Rodney Parade. <laughs> I think Rodney was an important historical figure in Newport. He was a big fan of parades. He really liked the Thanksgiving Day Parade in the U.S. and he wanted to recreate something similar in their small town. Um, one day, though, it all went horribly, horribly wrong when Rodney died. And therefore, the grounds are named Rodney Parade. <laughs> I like that. I like that story. Thank you. Um, That'd be parade for Rodney. Yeah. Okay, located on the east bank of the River Usk, Rodney Parade is a home of Dragons Rugby Football Club, Newport Rugby Football Club, and Newport County. Oh, Newport was a good rugby team back in the uh, 90s and 80s. Paul Thorburn, what a player he was. Um, it's the second oldest sports venue used in the Football League after Deepdale. It was opened in 18- <laughs> Deepdale? Can Stop we it. talk about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's named after the local hooker. Uh, no, Rodney Parade was opened in 1877. Um, it was secured from Godfrey Morgan Viscount Treasure and was home to cricket, tennis, athletics, and rugby. I still don't know. I think maybe the town's the area's called Rodney Parade. Well, it's also on Rodney Road, but which doesn't get us any closer to who no. the Rodney is. We've got to have a Welsh. You know what? Who's got? Oh, Rian's got um, Welsh background, right? Didn't she? Her mum's Welsh. Yep. Yeah. Well, she she must know. Hey, Rian. <laughs> let me bring her up. Six in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Called? Someone out there knows, right? One of our listeners. Hey, I found something. The report Ooh. findings were uncertain if the name was related, so I'm not sure. But they think it's related to Admiral George Bridges Rodney. Oh, there you okay. Go. Admiral George Bridges Rodney. Yeah. Rodney's he sounds great. Important. He does. Very yes. He started the slave trade. He has a nice title. Oh, yeah, he's got some skeletons for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. started the slave trade and he's uh, and he, he's a crazy scientist who... An important man. Don't dig too deep into his history. Just just don't dig too deep because uh, no. there's things you might not want to know about his background. He'll get to his extramarital affair with Deepdale. <laughs> I hear he had to pay her off. Um, <laughs> See, this is her. Differentiate from other podcasts. Right? There, are, <laughs> there are hundreds of podcasts right now talking about this match from the weekend. Literally hundreds, maybe thousands of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I bet none of them are breaking down who Rodney is and why he, and if he banged Deepdale. 
It's important information. <laughs> Guarantee no one is. Pretty sure the Guardian's not doing that right now. And it influenced the draw for the next round, <laughs> based on how that tryst went. <laughs> okay, so to this game, though, uh, I guess the big story was Marcus Rashford being dropped. He was uh, caught clubbing, not once, but twice last week, and uh, reported sick ahead of training prior to this match and was dropped from the squad. And Ayrton Hark says it's an internal matter and will be dealt with. Mm. Uh-oh, Jimmy. Uh-oh. Marcus, not the time, is it, given what's happening there right now? Not really, Marcus. Got caught with his pants down, didn't he? <laughs> silly. Very, very silly. The thing is, too, right, when you, when you know the situation, your club your club's under a microscope. There's a lot of turmoil going on with that with that club. Be professional. What the fuck do you need to go out for? Honestly, you need to draw more attention to yourself and the club, the organization. That's the last thing that you need. Yeah. Not professional at all. You know, and rightly so. Yeah, you need to you need to be punished. You know, and I'm sure they'll they'll deal with it in the in the correct manner. But it's just just more unwanted news, isn't it, for that club? And even if he wasn't doing anything or even drinking and it, or anything like that, it's just a bad look, unfortunately. Yeah. They're going to take it a bad look and spin it that way. So he should know better. He really should. It's just the nature of it. you got to pick your moments. And he hasn't picked his moments well. On the field or off the field. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Hopefully his finishing is better at the club than it was in the field. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Belfast, though, apparently, I haven't been to Belfast, but a fantastic city. Great, great nightlife. So you can see ways It is a there. good nightlife. I've been there a few times. Have you? Yep. Yeah. Any clubs you want to recommend? No. It's no. <laughs> a few years ago now. <laughs> I can't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> well, in his case, though, so he uh, went out on the Wednesday, did a day off on the Thursday, I believe it was. Right now, usually speaking, Craig, at that level of football, do you remember your manager saying you, you, you can't go out? Were you ever given you cannot go out? Or was it just kind of assumed you don't go out, even with a day off the next day? Because, I mean, it seems he was more in trouble for the next day. He went out again prior to a training day. And yeah, that's that. the problem. That's the problem, is it, right? Yeah. Going out on a Wednesday, having a Thursday off isn't, I mean, that should not be a big deal. I didn't even yeah. think that players now did go out you know like you're the the scrutiny that they're under just in general but then with the all of the tabloids and you know people who are following these players like you, yeah. you think that you would just lay low right mm -hmm. did i don't you, really understand did you any of you pros ever have a teammate who had that proclivity that they always needed to go out and get that social attention or social energy even if they weren't doing it for themselves they did it for their brain to get out did you have anyone that you could name that you went and not not bashing them for it just there's all obviously people mm -hmm. i'm an energy person i like going out once i'm off that couch i'm, I'm out till four in the morning if i can make it <laughs> <laughs> steve kang on this Steve Chang, yeah. Steve Chang. Okay. But no. Craig, why don't we start with you? You must have had some in your in your travels, a couple what teammates that were Chang. <laughs> no. I may I may have met him before out with Wonga at some point. Yeah. There's one guy I could he's actually on this podcast. <laughs> Do tell, Craiger. <laughs> Oh, I love energy. 
Jimmy loved a bit of energy, a little social energy. Would he be the organizer? Oh, yeah. Win, lose, or draw down at Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Find me socializing everywhere. Now, back in those days, though, would you be – it's a silly question, but I have to ask because nowadays players don't do it so much. But were you, like, drinking heavily when you went out and partying? Like, we were party non-professional athletes? Or were you a little bit more refined? No, we got we got wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said that. I really am. Sometimes. No, you, you did you did when the time was right, but for me, I was I was kind of the same because I mean I I lived there in in England by myself, and I like to I like to go out. I like to go out for dinner. I like to go out and socialize. You know, and you had friends that were outside of the the football world. And, you wouldn't necessarily go out and get hammered all the time because you knew you had to be up early in the morning and train. Um, so, you know, you did have to be professional, but I would go to certain places where, you know, if I knew the owner of the place, I knew I could sit there, I could have a dinner and hang out with friends and relax and I wouldn't have any issues. Um, and did but, managers ever have an issue with it in any club that you were no, like they, they would have an issue if you didn't perform the next, the next day, if you yeah. missed training or, you, you got yourself in trouble and all of a sudden now you're in the tabloids for stupid shit. That's mm-hmm. when they have an issue. But mm-hmm. they wouldn't care if you went out for dinner and you know stayed up late, did whatever you wanted to do. But as long as you showed up for work and you, you trained properly in the morning, they wouldn't care. I mean, we like there were some guys, like I would have roommates with, they would love to go to bed at, at 10.30 where I was a bit of a night hawk. Like I, I wouldn't fall asleep till maybe 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. Right? So everybody, everybody was different and, I remember we were in the youth club, or youth team, and uh, we were at this nightclub in Ipswich called the First Floor Club. Legendary. It's not there anymore, apparently. And uh, one of the guys came over, and he was, we we're all standing over in the corner. He's like, Charlie Woods is fucking in here. He's one of the coaches, right? Another fucking Jordy. And he's, he's actually looking for lads. So we were scattering in the club looking for fire exits and everything else to try to get out of there before Charlie Woods saw us in this. So like, fucking Charlie Woods in here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Couldn't get caught by Charlie. What would happen? Would he just like scream you, berate you, or just report you? Yeah, you just yeah, probably run that shit out of you in the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can tell, right? If you're like dragging your heels yeah. a little bit, they're going to tell that. Mm-hmm. And work you a little bit harder, <laughs> aren't they? There's also American military base, a uh, massive base. And then when you went out there at Bentwaters near Ipswich, it was like, going to a little town in the u.s it had every little thing like a bowling alley and burger king and mcdonald's and it was really quite cool a theater but you could only get on there if you went with the military guy so me and frank and a couple other players went out there bowling and we were we had to go in on a sunday morning um and we bowled all fucking night and we went straight to training and we were training in the gym (laughs) and frank farted And it, it was so bad that the coach, the coach was like, fuck it, it was Ferguson. And he's like, who the fuck is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, and the whole gym, he cleared the gym. And the fuck, Fergie was so pissed off. He, Frank goes, my tummy was a little bit sore. My so, tummy. He goes, you're out. Get out of here, yellow. <laughs> Never trusted you. And the elephant said, No, Bobby, you're kidding, aren't you? He goes, No, get out. (laughs) 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 
just amazing. All because of the bowling night. <laughs> a gym clearing oh, fart. All to do with the bowling night. All to do with the clearing. Legend. <laughs> oh, the, too many nachos. Oh, the big gym. <laughs> That's impressive, right? Because you've got a bunch of dudes, right? There's going to be awful smells <laughs> on a regular basis. So to get to a level where you've cleared out a gym uh-huh. when there's, what, 30 guys in there. Yeah. That's <laughs> solid farting. 40-foot ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is probably too much information, but you get into close quarters with people and you spend enough time with them. You know what people's farts smell like. <laughs> and if somebody's gonna try to dodge it and they totally dealt it you're like i fucking know what your farts smell like (laughs) and it's a horrible admission but you're you're willing to make that admission to call the person out yeah (laughs) like i fucking knew it was you honger i know what your farts smell (laughs) it's the sound the sound of a fart is funny too isn't it (laughs) yeah well, it's funnier than the smell. That's for sure. That's the oh, high yeah. point of the no, smell, The smell sometimes like punched by Tyson. <laughs> you know, and it's nice. Everything's going good, and then all of a sudden, it's like, fucking hell! What was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you have to go back in to smell it one more time to make sure it really was that bad. And yeah. then you're the creep. And it's incredible. How people <laughs> yeah, their own well. brains. Have you ever walked into a room and, and you assume someone's cooked something delicious? And he's like, oh, what's, what's, what are you making? He's like, no one's cooking anything. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. It happens, right? It's like, oh, no. You've been like breathing in this, what you thought was some delicious aroma from the kitchen. And there's nothing on the stove. That's never happened to me. Has it not? No. Oh, yeah, never smelled a fart. Yeah. You're all lying. You're all lying. I never smelled the fart where I went, oh, that's like a beautiful Sunday roast. Yeah. I'm just glad that Charms runs a pie business. <laughs> oh, is it chicken balls right. day? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Well, I haven't started cooking yet. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we could get Frank back on this podcast, Craig. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. No, he has to now. Yeah, you're gonna say. Frankie has some beauties. Has <laughs> <laughs> some beauties. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, where the hell were we? We're talking about FA Cup. How do we do this? Is one of the most Newport, parts, isn't it? Manchester United. Yeah, I'm kind of done with that. We, we talked about running parade. We talked about farting. Um, that that covers that game. As one right? does after an FA Cup weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Liverpool smart without FA. Hey, speaking of one of Jimmy's <laughs> former clubs, Norwich getting smashed. Hey, Jimmy, was Norwich an underrated town socially, nightlife, or was it a pretty small town, right? No, it was good. It was decent. Yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It's a really nice town. It's a beautiful town. It really yeah. is. But the, the nightlife was good, but not compared to what London or Nottingham, no, or no, all the other cities, but. It was a nice place, especially if you were to have a family, you know, kids. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful city. I really did. Liked you it. have a family and kids there? No, I didn't. So it, <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> Apparently, Jimmy has a side hustle with Norwich tourism. Yes. <laughs> Visit Norwich. Yeah, it's good for kids and families. There's a buzzer, about a dozen teeth amongst them. <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> Norfolk's a lovely place 
Um, it is. It's going to make some joke about Delia Smith and cooking and aromas, but I, it was in my head, but I couldn't sew it all together, so I won't. Hey, JC's here. Sneaky fart. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As he's living himself. <laughs> hey, JC. Hi. I'm Dickie. You're missing it right now in a bed. Is it your bed or are you in a hotel? Hotel. Oh, yeah. Where are you? Bangladesh. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. nice. Do some, some uh, voice work. Sound like yeah. you're in a bucket. I am in a bucket. A bucket of farts in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's Bangladesh? I haven't been there. It's good. Yeah? It's hot. Mm. Good food. Delicious. The best. Although, although no one's cooking. <laughs> Mel <laughs> You're missing quite the show, JC. You're missing quite the show. It's something Craig's internet, or should we say his new computer, is mwah, beautiful. Yes, he said more words. He said more words in this podcast so far than the last like ten months combined. Amazing. Yeah. We've been missing Craig so much. Mm-hmm. The internet will be very excited. It will be, absolutely. Um so yeah, Liverpool five Norwich two. Andy Robertson back dubs, Trent yes. back. Um, you know, Klopp being serenaded by the fans. Mm-hmm. A couple of kids looking really, really good. It was a nice, nice day, wasn't it, for for Reds fans? It really was. Sorry, Jimmy. And and Klopp, you know, as much as in the past he's admonished the fans for for singing and chanting early on, saying that it should be all about the players. I think he was absolutely fine with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but what what a performance! And I mean, as you said, you know, the this next generation, uh, the youngsters being the architects. I think four of the five goals, and uh, and Bradley, I think he had 112 touches, which is more than anybody on the pitch. That's more than Wonga in a nightclub, <laughs> which is hard to beat. Yeah, he does a lot of touching, doesn't he? When he's yeah, he does. Happy, <laughs> happy Steve happy and um, and and the types of goals they scored. As well, you know, and like that, that first goal being, um, you know, Norwich came right back and scored on that set piece. And you know what I love also about the FA Cup is you see these throwback players that you don't necessarily see in the Prem. And I like that about it as well. Um, Like there's Ashley Barnes, like that really traditional center forward. And then is Gibson that nods home that uh, that equalizer to make it one one. These are the types of players that you don't necessarily see every weekend if you're watching the Prem. And I, li- I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then McConnell playing deep in that midfield. 
I thought he was really impressive. I liked his tenacity. I liked the way he got after it on tackles. Um, I liked that ball that he served in for for Curtis Jones to not home. Um, so yeah, I think um, great things for for Liverpool, which I think their their ability. Yes, they've had to um, account for injuries to to Robbo, to Soboslai, to Trent Alexander Arnold, but other players who can just slot in um, really impressively gives them an air of unpredictability. Um, so you're not really sure what 11 you're going to get, but you know that you're going to be up against it. Um, so I thought it was a really impressive showing by Liverpool. Plus, I know he's, he's back home because of his hamstring injury, but any danger of, of Mo having to go back to the AFCON isn't any longer because Egypt beaten by Congo. Good for them. They were great scenes, by the way. Incredible scenes at AFCON. So, so much for Egypt uh, winning it and getting all the way, which is what everyone assumed and started whining and complaining about, oh, how good is it to do with Mo Salah? Not happening anyway, regardless. So, I had to uh, check the internet uh, for the maps because it was in one of the one of the uh, playoffs was Equatorial Guinea versus Guinea. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> they're two different countries? And it was a but full stadium, amazing goal, header right into the bottom right corner or mid right corner. And the crowd just went crazy in the 97th minute. So mm. I was watching AFCON. Can you explain? Equatorial Guinea, always, they always draw, though. Is that their thing? Yeah. They're like Switzerland. <laughs> right on the equator. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I'm trying to forget this joke. <laughs> it's just it's not a good one. It wasn't. No. It was like, <laughs> she was, once again. Right was, down the we, middle. We have to thank her for her attempt. So you're <laughs> thinking like, like a line being drawn? Yes. Equatorial, yeah. that's a bit of a stretch, but I, I do yeah. commend you for the effort. 100%. I always thought it was Equator, like Ecuadorial Guinea, like it was owned by Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not a thing? No. That's no. like. Really? <laughs> I think in a drug deal, they took it over. It's like Fr- French Guyana. And, like, Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. That would be confusing. <laughs> it's, I'm like, wow, Ecuador has just got this one thing. Going I don't on. think France owns Guyana though either. Doesn't own it. Not Ghana, Guyana. Guyana. I know, I know, I know. They used to own Guyana. They don't anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Can you explain to me the Equatorial Guinea and Guinea thing? Like, how does it work? I couldn't. couldn't. No, I just looked at them. They showed the map. I didn't go any deeper than how that. far. Got- how far away from each other are they? <laughs> They were right beside each other. Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's one above the the uh, equator. One's yeah, below. bottom and top. Okay. <laughs> Waiting for the shocker. Top and tail. <laughs> All in one country, Africa. Right. <laughs> All in one country. Yes. Uh, got to work on our ge- geography. I'm sure someone out there will explain to us not only why Rodney Parade's called Rodney Parade, but also the difference between Equatorial Guinea and Guinea and just the history there. Yeah. Please, someone. Well, it's like um, Northern Macedonia, too. Like, remember when they hit the... I didn't know they were... Northern Macedonia was a country, but they play as a country. Right? Did you know that Czechia no longer needs to be called Czechia? Or what? Czechia. It could be now be called Czech Republic again. What, what? was the what was the change no, in the first place? I'm not. It's true. Oh. It's true. I swear to God. You can use both. Hmm. You don't believe me, do you? No. 
Why would I lie about that? Because you do all the time. Well, you yeah, say but... these things, you look for a reaction, and then you're like, no, I just well, made it up. Well, yeah, that'd be hilarious, that reaction. Oh, I've got a great one-liner <laughs> here. Hey, everyone, check really? it out. Public, go ahead. So you hilarious. can say, you can call it Czech Republic again. Yeah. So what, they just gave up and went, fuck it. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know the history. I've done about as much research on this as Wonga Hands in Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> but, yeah. Look it up. Wonga, they, they were just tired. They were tired of tired of telling people uh, it's Czechia and nobody was paying attention. So they went out. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. So here's what it says. Czechia and the Czech Republic have both been used in the official capacity for years since 2016. In fact, with the former being simply a shortened form from now on. However, Czech Republic will only be used in things like, oh, no, it's the other way. It's changing its name. It's going the other way. But you're telling me. Oh, sorry. That wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wanda. So glad we sought clarity on the matter. Yeah. It's like a rebrand, right? They, they went too far and they had to go back. Who was it? Wasn't it? Was it Cardiff? Didn't Cardiff go change the color of their shirts? To red. The new ownership? To red, right? And, and the fans freaked out and then they went back to yeah. blue because the, the revolt by the fan base. It's basically that. Yeah. That's the same thing. It's like new Coke and Coke. Yeah, right. Yeah. Didn't work. They tried Didn't it. Work. Yeah. Like the drug or the drink? Don't you remember new Coke? New Coke oh. with more fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> it came in in the mid 80s and it was a big rebrand. And they said, you got to taste this new Coke. And it failed. No, I don't remember yeah. that at yeah. all. Why did they change it to begin with? It's like probably the biggest selling drink back then anyway. Why mess with yeah. it? I don't know. Pepsi. Is that Pepsi why? Pepsi was making a fight. Is that yeah, why? Pepsi was like overtaking them. And, and then so they thought, okay, well, let's switch it up. And there was such a huge backlash that I think it only lasted nine months. And they went back to the original Coke. He is talking from Bangladesh, isn't he? Yeah. He's got all the static coming through his <laughs> microphone. Oh, man. I got to edit myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Pepsi still a, a force in, in the soft drink market? I never see Pepsi. I feel like didn't they aren't they the umbrella over a whole bunch of different drinks though? Yes. Like don't Pepsi they, Cola yeah. company, Pep- yeah, the Pepsi right, Cola yeah. company, right? But Pepsi used to be a drink itself. Can yeah. you still get Pepsis? Yeah, you can. Yeah, a Pepsi I don't drink still pop, a drink. So we don't never... we don't drink pop in our house, so I'm not no. sure. Nor do we. No, me neither. The only oh, time we, I drink oh, pop us. is in so the world. Arrogant. Oh, we don't drink pop. Enough. No, but Craig Forrest is the only time I drink yeah. pop. The only time I drink is pop with him. So Craig is number one. Pepsi's number two. You know what the third most popular drink in the world is? It's got to be Sprite. Nope. It's, you'll, when, when you get it, you'll be oh, right. Water. Nope. It's, I'll tell you this. They're huge in promoting exciting things. Red, Red Bull? Red Bull. Red Bull. Mm. Oh, third biggest seller. Third is biggest it drink in the world, yeah. They should buy a soccer club. <laughs> or 10. Or just do wow, crazy. that's interesting. Or a guinea. Or, yeah, they could, they could buy guinea. Well, there's Pepsi three Cola's guineas. guinea. Yeah. There's three guineas. There's French guinea, which is now guinea. Spanish guinea became Equatorial guinea. And Papua New Guinea. Uh, Papua New, yeah. Oh, no. There's uh, Guinea-Bissau, which was the Portuguese guinea. Oh. Uh-huh. That means oh. beside in Portuguese. No, I don't have no idea. <laughs> You're on a roll today, you dubs. I know. <laughs> Should go back to bed. Fart in gym. It's like a fart in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> and the moral um, of the story is that you're pretty much fucked Africa up. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was doing just fine. It yeah. was doing just fine. Jesus. And, and Pepsi sales in 2022 are about $9 billion. Oh, so they're doing okay then. Sounds like decent. It. All right, good for them. Uh, well, okay, what else do you want to get to from the, uh, the FA Cup? Uh, Wolves, West Brom, uh, crowd trouble. Once again, sadly, got into that, that black country derby. And uh, they had to leave the field for at least an hour, I think, wasn't it? Maybe half an hour. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fan violence spread onto the pitch. Brutal. Oh, boy. One guy, a rivalry, though, right? West one Brom guy was cut pretty bad. Who was cut, sorry? One of the fans got cut really bad on the top of it. He was just bleeding claret everywhere. It's pathetic, isn't it? Still there, right? Still lurks in some of these games. Mm-hmm. Sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Luton beat Everton like late, 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 late. Everton, one win and eight overall right now. You worry about Everton. Prem back in action this weekend. On was, that GC, was that GC's pick in our parlay? I JC, don't... did you pick Everton over Luton? Yes. Mm-hmm. None of it mattered. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Should have put it all on Maidstone. Yep. Maidstone, mm-hmm. the stones. Uh, anyone else want to get to any other FA Cup games in the weekend? Before we well, I guess we could go through the draw for next round. Luton have Man City at home. Look at this guy with his new computer. I know. Draw for next round. Look at you, Craig Forrest. I'm alive again. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry against Mason. Was that game played yet? No, it's a replay, isn't it? Ah, right. Yeah, there's a few replays, isn't there? Wolves at home to Brighton. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Bristol City and Nottingham Forest versus Newport or Manchester United. We know that one. Liverpool... Against Watford or Southampton. Bournemouth against Leicester. Chelsea, Aston Villa. Did that one play be played yet? Versus Leeds or Plymouth. Mm-hmm. And then Blackburn and Wrexham today. Yeah. Right? Monday. We'll be at home against the winners. We'll be at home against Newcastle. That would be a that would be big for yeah. For our other club, but Wrexham in particular being fourth tier. Oh, they'd mm-hmm. love that. Be a great part of the new, the next series, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so it's all about now. Best drama, best theatre for the TV show. That would be fantastic. So yeah, the FA Cup delivered. I loved it this weekend. Always do. But I am also looking forward to uh, the Prem. We've got midweek games, don't we? I think there's a whole bunch of uh, midweek games. Wednesday and yeah. Thursday, right, Wonger? Yeah, I think even tomorrow. I think even Tuesday there might be mm-hmm. some, some starting already. Liverpool get Chelsea oh, yeah, on Wednesday. So yeah. yeah, tomorrow tomorrow we've got Forest Arsenal, Fulham mm. Everton, Luton Brighton, Palace, Palace Sheffield United, and uh, Villa Newcastle. Tasty. Yeah. Well, and Charms, I wanted to talk to you and Amy just one more time about Klopp. You had mentioned on Twitter that you still can't get over that he's leaving. And I felt badly for you. Is there anything you want to add to Klopp and... Or do we put a bow on it? Because it's now everyone knows what they're playing for this year with good old Jurgen. We can't put a bow on it because it's going to be just now the speculation is going to get out of control about who's next mm. and where he ends up. Because he's going to coach again, like we discussed, and maybe not next year, right? But it's not going away. And now if there is any kind of decline dubs in, in play, they're going to just point at that. That's the reason, which isn't necessarily fair. At the same time, you're in four trophy races. This is a quadruple at play here. Mm-hmm. 
not the quadruple because it is the Europa League, but it's still pretty yeah. incredible. He's in the final against Chelsea of the Carabao Cup, which suddenly takes on more importance because, well, it's his last tournament, last season. Maybe he can bring at least one trophy. You've got to figure one of those will come his way, right? But mm-hmm. does it add they want more the pressure them, though, to the players? They? Yeah, of course they do. Mm-hmm. That would, I mean, at this point, he's his win percentage is the best ever at Liverpool. Um, where does he rank among great Liverpool managers? It's tough to say because other coaches coached longer and won a lot more trophies than Klopp. But he's mm-hmm. done it in a different era entirely and where he took over to where they've become. He's definitely, he's up there for me with the, the Dalglishes and, and the, the Paisleys, Shankleys. He mm-hmm. has to be, I think. This is his ninth season? Yeah, eighth or ninth. I forget. Eighth that. or ninth. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, but I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about on on Friday. It's it's the man, like he's he's beloved by everybody, and I think, you know, when you when you announced this, I think that they they were keeping it under wraps after he sort of told everybody and or told everybody told the people um, at the club, told the brass, uh, the other coaches in November, but then wanted to make sure that he publicly he controlled the message, right? That it didn't leak out. But there's a risk with that, as you say, because if there is decline, they only have the, the lone loss in the Prem. So if, if it starts to slide, there's a little wobble. That's what it's going to, you know, the, the finger's going to get pointed squarely at him. But I, but I think there, you know, that the players will, will come to his defense. The, the fans will come to his defense. Um, so I don't, I don't think he can, it can really go sideways on him. I don't think he can go wrong. I think it, it ends in, in, in a rosy way, regardless, I think it's, there's only upside. So yes, they're still involved in four competitions. Um, and I think you absolutely need to get one, if not two, you need to get half of them. I think you have to win in order to see the season as a success at minimum. Would it be great to get all four? Absolutely. And of course the players want to do that for them. You say but get there is two, a risk I mean, with announcing it, right? You say get two of them, but I mean, if they win the Prem and that's it, that's a success. Oh, yep. That's true. Right. That's the yeah, one. If it? they get Definitely. the Prem. But if they just yeah. get the Carabao Cup, that's not enough, I don't think, to for it to be viewed as a success. Yeah, you're right. I think I agree with you there. See, Xavi is leaving Barcelona as well, Jimmy, which means this summer, Barcelona and Liverpool both looking for new managers. That changes the whole off-season for so many clubs. There's going to be dominoes that are going to cascade and fall and fly everywhere when these two spots are filled, right? I think Liverpool's the, the big one. And- More than Barcelona. Yeah, I mean Barcelona. Look, over the last few years, has fallen off the map, really, haven't they? Because of budget budget restraints, mm-hmm. can't get the players that they want to, um, and they haven't been really competing. Whereas Liverpool, where they've been over the last summer years, I mean, look, Jurgen Klopp's the best manager that Liverpool's ever had, and most successful, for me, in my opinion, for what he's done with that club, winning Premier League, winning Champions League, Super Cup. FIFA Club Cup, like he's done so much with this with this club, it's it's ridiculous. And now he's got a chance to win more trophies. So the next manager that comes in, he's got some big shoes to fill. Craig, it's interesting, right? We we saw Fergie leave and Wenger leave, and both those clubs go in, in great decline. This is another figurehead of a club. Is there a danger though that Liverpool could follow suit, or are you more confident that this team will get the right man in place to to push them forward? I think, you know, I think it's a difficult one for them. And, and I think 
I'm not sure Klopp's being completely honest either. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, you don't know what's going on either. With the, you know, are they going to get rid of Salah? Like, what what are they going to spend? What are they What are they prepared to do? Uh, does he, you know, is he going to keep performing miracles because he, that's what he's really been doing uh, compared to some of these other clubs and the spending um, recruitment's been really really good. But he's he's probably thinking, I'm not sure how long I can keep this going for, and to go out on his own terms is one of the most rarest thing in managerial history. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is too, like he, it's not just him leaving. Everybody's leaving mm-hmm. all the staff. And it's kind better. of weird at times, isn't it? Because normally, you know, if the manager goes and on his own terms and says, look, I need a break. And sometimes the, the coach's staff or they'll stay, but no, do you think, okay, Jimmy, let me ask you, do you think they know who the next guy is? And that's why they've already sourced who it's going to be. And he'll bring his, his people with him? Maybe. I'd imagine Jurgen Klopp was probably a part of that as well. Mm. Saying, you know, I recommend this guy to come in. and Because I know Jurgen Klopp's had a, a wonderful relationship with the ownership group. He was very, very mm-hmm. close with them. And I'm yep. sure they probably asked him questions and said, who do you think would be the next, the right manager to come in and, and take over from your, your legacy? Jimmy, Craig, Amy, what level of replacement do they go down to? Like you say, a whole new staff. What is, is it up to physio like where who stays with the club who moves on usually it depends it really it depends uh on what you have and then the new guy coming in and having a look at everything and understanding the club from inside and out and uh, then making decisions from there but these days at that level you usually have a quite a staff that you want to bring um maybe down to the physio uh certainly strength coaches Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody you'd bring in, goalkeeper yeah. coaches, yeah. assistants. Um, that's about as far as it usually goes. Yeah, You know, if I think if I'm Liverpool and I'm looking at that next manager and my interview process, I want a manager who's going to come in and continue doing what they've been doing over the last 10 years. I want the same philosophy, style of play. I don't want a new manager that's going to come in and be like, oh, I'm going to have my own identity, my own philosophy, and this is what I'm going to do. And then it all goes pear-shaped. I think they've got to find someone that's going to keep it relatively the same as what they've got going on right now. But, yep, I understand what you're saying uh, because that's your team is, is set up for success in that playing philosophy, right? Yeah. But then aren't you immediately setting up that manager for failure because they're going to be forever compared to Jurgen Klopp? And they can't carve out their own space? No, because I think sometimes what, what clubs do is they, they give the keys and the license to a coach to come in and do whatever you want. Sometimes if you've got your own identity as a, as a club, for instance, Barcelona. Barcelona has an identity, a philosophy, how they want to play. the formation. Right, that's the clubs regardless that's of the manager. Mm-hmm. Now, Liverpool, and I feel Liverpool, the way that they are, have been set up over the last number of years, have an identity, the way that they play. So get a manager that can come in and continue the Liverpool way, so to, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it's not Shabby Alonso then. Yeah. Plays far too many short passes to fit yeah. into Liverpool system, right? Shabby Alonso, the player, I actually read a great article in the, in the Athletic or just skimmed it, didn't get through all of it. But Shabby Alonso, the player, imagine him feeding those long diagonals to for Mo Salah or for Darwin Nunez to run onto. He would slot in magnificently as a player. Mm-hmm. But Shabby Alonso, the manager doesn't espouse or doesn't subscribe to the same sort of 
philosophy that Jurgen Klopp does. So maybe still he's not though, the right? successor. Pardon? Still attacking football, though. Still very dynamic football. Yes, yes. And that's what I think the Liverpool fans demand. It's just that's in their DNA, right? Attacking football. I know when Rafa Benitez was there, he's, he's a legend because he won the Champions League. But people forget that his pragmatic approach to tactics rubbed people, a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't a typical Liverpool, but they won the Champions League. So he's remembered forever as being one of the greatest. One name that I find really intriguing in this whole thing is Thomas Frank at Brentford. Because he espouses the same mm-hmm. football as Jurgen mm-hmm. Klopp. And he's done an incredible job at Brentford. Really respected, well-liked, a great man-manager as well. Got a bit of charisma, not quite like Klopp, but a little bit. Um, great. <laughs> you have a little bit of charisma. <laughs> Imagine saying that well, to somebody. Chris- yeah, it's still charisma though, right? Bros. Even a little a bit of charisma bit is of charisma. charisma. <laughs> yeah, but he's got great hair, great teeth. <laughs> So I, I think that's what a compliment. compliment. <laughs> You're well, so complimentary, Sharon. You're kind of charismatic. I'm saying it. He's not a robot. He's not boring. Yeah. Pop's like just a force and a touchline, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and maybe Frank will become that. Maybe maybe he won't. Maybe that's not who he is. But crazy. There's a lot to like about Thomas Frank, isn't there? And Brentford now dealing with a bigger club, bigger profile players would mm-hmm. change a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to see that move. That would be uh, that'd be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, he's a good man. He's done really, really well, hasn't he? He's got a great setup there as well, though, doesn't he? He really does. But if a big, big club comes sniffing around, we'll mm. see. Um, okay, um, what else has been happening? Is he Chelsea sniffing around Jonathan David? Somebody's going to take a, somebody's going to take a chance on him eventually. Like it's coming. Yeah. Um, Goal scorers, like, you know, if you're, yeah, you're always going to get somebody to take a chance. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Fonzie scored. Andrew Johnson scored. Andrew Johnson. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. AJ. Remember, remember Andrew on, Johnson? Charms. He was a great player, Andrew Johnson. Played for Palace a long time, didn't he? Andy Johnson. He yeah, brilliant. great president of the United States, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alistair Johnson scored for Celtic. Uh, Theo Blair, another young Canadian, making his mark scored. Um, other news. Uh, oh, Blair's at Motherwell. There's yeah. two Canadians at Mother, Motherwell, isn't it? I think Theo so. Blair and the guy with a little remember. charisma. You <laughs> can't remember him. You don't remember the guys who only have a little bit of charisma. <laughs> That's right. I know, I know. Who's that guy again? <laughs> but uh while you look for it jimmy alistair johnson was playing against uh victor latoury ross county so that was a kind of a canuck versus canuck and uh, i'm sure the scottish media was all over that angle oh yeah headlines (laughs) (laughs) marie louise etta made history this weekend she was on the sidelines for union berlin first woman manager filling in for the suspended nanad belisha belishka Belika, I don't know. Hey, pronounce his name. But anyway, it was a moment, right? And they beat uh, Darmstadt. So 100% record. It's these little moments, right, for credibility. So Marie-Louise Etta is, is flying the flag right now. Does it open a door for other women, do you think? Her success there, Dubs? I Sorry, mean... Can I just jump in? Harry Patton. <laughs> Harry Patton, that's right. Mm-hmm. Harry Patton, Motherwell. They call him the general, right? Yeah. I don't. But general just Patton was... That's his nickname now. For yeah. the guys that know him really intimately, <laughs> it's Harry Patton. <laughs> I, don't know. You're just I am on a road. roll today, you I'm guys. I'm giving you a chance to talk about women's soccer here, and you're going down that road. I know. 
Um, yeah. Uh, I think Maria I'm, Louise Etta. Excited, right. I'm excited for it just to be normalized. <laughs> she's 32 years old. She's a Champions League winner herself. And the headline is that she's at the helm and, and gets the win. And sure, it might be historic, but but let's just get more of these qualified people, qualified women in these roles and give them opportunities. And then you talk about the team and we don't talk about these women in charge. I think it's, you know, I'm looking forward to the day where, where it's, it's not a story. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a long time. <laughs> unfortunately. Don't you this think? Is how, this is how Dubs would have uh, approached like first black baseball player. Well, I don't really. I'm not that. Oh, Jackie Robinson on. played for the Montreal Royals and the Brooklyn Dolphins. Well, I don't really care. It's when it normalizes, <laughs> when it, what, what do we do? Why don't you? Come on, come on, man. A little bit more than that. That's more charisma for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> She's got this much charisma. And just like every sort of moment, you know, is like first woman, but. There, there's enough women who are involved now in, in first team football who are a part of the technical staff that, yes, you have to keep breaking, you know, the, the glass ceiling and breaking these barriers and, and making sure that you get opportunities and it's talked about. But I can I can still look forward to a day where it's just ho-hum, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we don't celebrate it, but I, I think I'm, I'm looking forward. And for us, it might be a long way off. It probably is. Mm-hmm. All right, Dubs, here's one for you then. Um, Herve Renard, right, currently coaching the French women's national team, linked with Canada, apparently turned down an offer to be their head coach, a lucrative offer according to L'Equipe. Um, what's the bigger job in world football, men's for Canada or the women's French team, which is a, you know, a contender in every tournament it plays? It's I tough, right? I mean, we know what it should be. Yeah. It's a, like a world-class team competing for European Championships, World Cups. But the men's game is alluring still. But he turned that down to stay with the French team. Although Ivory Coast also tried to get him on loan <laughs> for, on loan for the AFCON <laughs> after firing their coach mid-tournament. It's yeah. a weird one, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's yeah. a fascinating one. Now. I don't know. But I mean, I like that Canada targeted him. That would have been a nice job of Stadio maybe at the World Cup. That would have been a huge get for Canada soccer. I'll let you know why he didn't take it. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good idea. But... <laughs> do you think it was entirely? Do you think it was entirely up to him, or was it like the French Federation president talking about that loan deal that he they wouldn't let him go out on because he's the coach of the women's team? Maybe it was declined for him because he's under contract. Maybe he didn't get a chance to to say no to it himself. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know there could be a more. number of different reasons. I mean, he might he might want to live in France, you know, simple as that, work in France, stay with the women's national team. Could be any of those number of things. Or it could be that Canada's soccer is a shit show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great time, right, to, to sell the association given what's happening. Well, and the, the teams and the conflicts and the lack of agreements and – yeah, you have to deal with all that. He's probably not too sure. And how can I watch their games? Oh, you can't right now. <laughs> Timing's awful. <laughs> One talker's still uh, still on the air, but they're just yeah. they're just plugging and playing and French league and whatever. I'm not yeah. sure what's going to happen long term with that. But for the time being, I guess Wonger they're just going to put it up and 
still get a little bit of money for it, I guess. Yeah, and I saw some uh, some communication on Twitter that you know the people who have worked there, they're they they've been you know they're saying yeah it was a shock and all they the, were all laid all off the, yeah last week all laid off. So there's not going to be a one soccer as we know it. They probably have some contractual agreement with Fubo to keep supplying content, which would be, as Craig said, plug and play. So any of their, I know they still have, they may still have the rights to show old Canada, like the, the previous, you know, the previous matches for CONCACAF. So they'll be around, but it's not going to be coverage. It may be, who knows? I, it sounds like media pros out. And Craig was asking, we were talking last night about Chinese investment. So uh, it was a majority stake Chinese investment in MediaPro um, of $900 million in 2017, which coincides with a year later, you know, five years in with MediaPro investing in Canada. So the Chinese money said, you're not making enough money. You're not making any money. You're in the red. Get out. All of those things that bandied about between CSB, Media Pro, and Canada, really, it's about eyeballs. Mm. Bell and Rogers didn't give them carriage, which, if you understand advertising media, I can spend a, an hour with you guys talking about it, but it's being sold on the eyeballs. It's called cost per thousand. So a thousand eyeballs costs a certain amount. If you can't get uh, a number of eyeballs watching, you can't sell advertising. So that's how it works. And one of the big blocking obstacles was Rogers and Bell not letting them get full cable carriage. Even if people aren't watching, you're at least getting subscriptions, mm -hmm. a subscription money. So it's quite, you know, it was going to be a, a fight from the beginning to get into this and in a, in a, in a really tough navigation. And so, of course, they're throwing around these giant numbers. Um, but I don't, you know, you would have had to talk to consultant Craig Forrest for 15 minutes to realize where we were in this space, right? This like, is the, the, the Rick West said wrote about this uh, yesterday <clears throat> on, on social media. Um, some more information about the, the lawsuit from MediaPro's perspective. They're looking for $50 million from the CSB. And part of the reason was that promises weren't fulfilled. Like by now, they should have had 16 CPL teams. I'm, I'm sorry, Craig, you can talk about this better than me. Jimmy, you can as well. Um, to think that there'd be 16 markets in the CPL by 2024, if you really fucking believe that, you're very naive. You're very ignorant. That was never going to happen. No. No. Just like TSN or SportsCenter, people are hoping that they pick up the slack here. We got another thing coming. They have absolutely zero interest in that. The only way they'll have an interest in it is if they actually get paid for, you know, putting, you know, buying a two hour time slot and having to pay to put the games on TV, that's the only way it's going up on one of those networks. So I don't know what happens as far as broadcasts go, whether they cut back to game of the week or something like that, but have all the games and the costs. And we talked about this, Wonger, as well. I mean, Sportsnet, when we travel to games for Major League Soccer, it costs between sixty dollars and $70,000 per game. Um, the cheapest I think CPL could probably do it for is about 30000 I would think, even if the commentators are staying in the booth, so at home. You could do a five-camera shoot without a truck, apparently. No, I think there's, there's ways around it, though. You can do a five-camera shoot without a truck and, and 
apparently the CPL stadiums, CFL stadiums, sorry, um, have a setup with their their jumbotrons, whatever you want to call them. That there's a way to cover the games, so I'm sure the games can be shot, but not to the same capacity as we've seen them, unless they find a partner, right? So, yeah, we'll try and we'll dig around this week and find out some more information on this because it's so important. Um, CPL's around the corner. People want to watch those games. Uh, Canada's got huge games coming up, men's, women's. Um, it's a big year for the national program, and we need to see them. Otherwise, soccer takes a further, further step backwards. Pretty depressing. And right now, I've said it before, I'll say it again, good, talented people in, in the soccer space were fired last week, were laid off through no fault of their own. And it just shows what a fucking shit show this business can be sometimes. We've all been through it. Start a podcast and the money will start flowing in. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, start a pie business. <laughs> Why not? Plan B. Plan B. All right, listen. How's your, um, how's your debt looking, Charms? How's debt? debt it's, it's getting bigger and bigger every day. Thanks. There you go. Right? <laughs> There's a plan in place. <laughs> Charmin's pie business now owns Charmin's proper now owns your your house right your domicile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I wonder uh, the whole one sucker thing. Do we get money back from subscription? We paid up front. Good question. Hmm. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's why they probably still run it in some capacity. It'd be on air. Yeah, mm. with no original content. Anyway, like I said, we'll dig around some more this week and try and get more information. Um, we're out of time. TonyBet.ca. Once again, our parlays died. How about the, uh, I didn't check, our supporters club? Oh, yeah. No. I don't know either. I think they had Ipswich as well. I think oh, they did too. You're right for us. Yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah. What, what, what was Mason Payne to win that? 40 to 1? I don't know what it was actually. Yeah, remember. did you win on it, Sherms? At half, like you did a half time. Yeah, and the, I got the draw no bet I took. Oh, okay. But I still won like forty bucks. Mm. Um, let me just see here. So uh, it's too bad we're dropping below. We're above six hundred bucks for a while there, weren't we? But mm. not anymore. That's still um, pretty good, guys. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking about it on a yearly. We're doing well. You think about twenty so? percent investment money right now. If we're just below, <laughs> that. That, eh? just remember that. Nice. If my if my mutual RESPs did that well, RESPs, then I I'd be that happy. Yeah, we lost. Uh, yeah, the Ipswich game didn't come through. You're right. So, still TonyBet.ca. We'll be back with you later this week for uh, footy picks, and we'll, we'll we'll win. We'll win. But lots of games midweek as mentioned there on Fubo TV as well. So watch the games in Fubo TV, and if you haven't already, subscribe FuboTV.com slash footy prime and also sprinkle a little bit of your hard-earned money through tonybet.ca. <laughs> I love watching Dubs' face when I use the word sprinkle every single time. It never gets old. It's amazing. Um, okay, that's it. Anything else you want to get to? Craig, god damn it's so nice to have you back. It really Probably. is. Yeah. I feel like a new person. <laughs> he also treated me to a big McDonald's meal yesterday. So yeah, it was a define thing. a big McDonald's meal. What do you have to make it a okay, big McDonald's So we get meal? they right now they hand out those coupons, right? So you can get two can dine for fifteen ninety nine. So we both get a, a he got a quarter pounder cheese. I got a Big Mac meal. So there's one. Then we also get with the fries and the pop. 
And then we also get a other sandwich. That's the shooter sandwich. So he got a McChicken and I got a McDouble. Yeah, it's like it's a McDouble. And then we also shared a 10 pack of um, nuggets. nuggets. You fat fucks. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Disgusting. And, and all gone. because you had coupons. Is all that why? Yeah. Well, yeah. coupons and he and I, sometimes we do McDonald's. We, 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 we're bad that way. Tell me you did shoot the box opening. <laughs> we what? Yes, I did. Absolutely. Did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And, and one last thing to add, Broadcast is back. <gasps> yeah. So, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Look nice. for it tomorrow afternoon, Tuesday afternoon. Yep. Who's on it, Dubs? Can you remind the uh, the listeners? I know we talked about it on Friday. Yeah, it'll be Rian Wilkinson, Claire Rustad, and myself, and special guest, Mariam Kurabi from Wicked. She Scores Bangers. Wicked. Yep. It'll be a great show. So that's tomorrow mm-hmm. afternoon. Uh, is that replacing uh, the foundational, or are you back on no, Wednesday? we're back no? Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. It'll be four shows um, this week. We are how many away now from the big five, hon? <laughs> Who says five, hon? I do. <laughs> Four. Four. What's wrong with five <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. No one says that. They do. No. You do. Five hun? The old yeah. market. Uh, what was it? The uh, money market or money thing? You know, you go get three bucks on a hun. Remember they used to say that? It's only three bucks on a hun. I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, You're so, not helping yourself. Do you, say, do you say four shows away, JC? All right. Yeah. So this is right. 490, 496, 497 is the broadcast tomorrow, Wednesday, 498. So next week is going to be the Big Five Hun. Mm-hmm. It'll look like the next week's foundational will be the Big Five Hun. All righty. Looking forward to that. All right, everyone. This has been Footy Prime. Thank you so much. Uh, please like and subscribe and give us reviews. It all really, really helps. Um, trust me, it really helps. Wonga, you're jumping in. <laughs> Uh, just because Pugs, Pugs Wizard is back. Oh, <laughs> shit. Saying some shit again. Let's hear it. Really? Okay. Stop him doing that. I, I, not only that, he keeps giving us low stars. <laughs> so he's not only like giving us shit about our, our, our podcast, but then he ranks us. So this is his third time. Okay. And once again, every time you get a lower ranking, you're not pushed as much. And it shows on your Apple, on your Spotify. So he's affecting us. So I'd like to say to Pugs Wizard, please, I get that you want to want to like, you know, have your be account us be accountable to you. And we're trying to be. But you can't keep giving us we're gonna be off the air if everyone took <laughs> your what did he say? Is he just giving us <clears throat> like two stars? Like Footy Prime the podcast, new reviews, <laughs> three stars, becoming unlistenable. Can you guys not talk like, over no, each other, nor interrupt each other so much? Especially if your combat is only likely to derail the conversation. So he's he's quite adamant. And then he gave us three stars. So that's Pugs Wizard. So that's again, good old Pugs Wizard's killing us. Can but I Pugs, just say, you, you, Pugs Wizard, you're listening to the wrong fucking podcast. I know. Stop <laughs> the interrupting to- comments that derail the conversation is the gold. 
of this the podcast. Nuggets. The nuggets. So fuck off, Pugs yeah, Wizard. Fuck off. <laughs> Pugs somewhere Wizard. else. Listen to us. Listen. You said before that we were unlistenable. So don't tell us now we're getting on. You told us already in a previous review that we're unlistenable, number one. Secondly, just don't listen to us. You don't like us. We annoy you. There's many great podcasts out there. Stop listening to us. You know what? Hold There's on. You know what Pugs else. Wizard is? Pugs Wizard is, like, like Dan said, is that just horrible fart. Like to, to, we're the horrible fart to him, so he smells like oh I hate this. They they go off the rails, but I better he smell it again. To see how bad it, it really yes. is. He keeps smelling. He and does. If we're the, a, fart the fart sniffer, that's who he is. We're just gonna make it stinkier and stinkier, so you keep listening or keep smelling us. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the fart that cleared out the dining room when Wonger and Kreger went to McDonald's and got their big McDonald's meal. I'm calling that the Pugs Wizard. <laughs> the room clearing disgusting fart I'm, it's, it's now got a name and it's called the Pugs Wizard <laughs> this is Furry Prime and we are the stench that never leaves <laughs> for the BBO this episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG <laughs> all right Fuck that guy. What a twat. Yeah, fuck him. What a twat. He hates himself, you know that, right? Yeah. And us. And us. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably some other, someone in the business. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it's Nesker. <laughs> we'll do that next, next show. We'll do that. JMO. Yeah, JMO, yeah. Oh, His God. pseudonym. All right. So, Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. See you, gang. Sorry for my puns. <laughs> Keep buying newspapers. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.